Hello, I'm Erica Don Page. Welcome to Modern Mania, a podcast series that highlights the struggles of the modern day woman and her family as we showcase lifestyle, energy health, social issues, child rearing, and balancing a career, which for many of our listeners means being a solopreneur or a business owner. I'll be your weekly host as we have some short, sweet, and in some cases, I think, profound time together. I am a mother, a business owner, energy health expert, and sociologist. Never before in history have women played such complex roles in every facet of their lives. The pressure to achieve at work, at home, and in the community leave many women feeling exhausted, overwhelmed, and honestly, a little frazzled. The Modern Mania podcast dives deep into some of the health, social, and family issues we face as women from a unique perspective from someone who has been coaching women into a more balanced life through the use of energy, herbal medicine, natural living approaches, mindset, and spiritual philosophies. After almost two decades of working one-on-one and in group settings, primarily with women or women and their children, I felt inspired to make my knowledge and experience available in an easy format. So that's what inspired the Modern Mania podcast. First of all, I loved being a sociologist and studying at the university. I thought that I would go on to become a professor of sociology, and that would be my career. I have an undergraduate in sociology, as well as areas of concentration in child development psychology and family and human development, and I did go to grad school for sociology. But alongside of that, I was having things happen in my own life, with my health, with my children's health, with just really learning how to become a parent that was responsible and knowledgeable. And therefore, I was studying on the side of my formal university education a lot of other studies, Chinese medicine and philosophy, Eastern medicine and philosophy, herbal medicine, iridology, mindset, you know, the list goes on and on and implementing that and applying that to my life as I was getting my college degrees. I didn't go back to school until after I actually had my first child, which I was only 21 when I had him, but by standards of going to college a little bit late. I grew up in a Mormon community and I was not only not expected to go to school, but I was strongly advised against it. My family basically told me they wouldn't support me in any way if I tried to go to school, meaning they didn't even want to show up and support me as my family. They also tried to actively stop me with all sorts of intervention and guilt trips. I kept being told my place was to stay at home and be a mother. And while I loved being a mom, that was what made me go back to school. I wanted more for my children than I felt I was offered up. And the way I saw that happening was through an education. I had always loved to learn and I loved school. What I felt like happened in my particular education was a ton of washing of accurate education. I heard frequently in my church that women and girls should not be exposed to the ideas at the university level or in the world, that these were dangerous and offered as an enticement to do evil. I didn't buy it. I was a self-learner and I read every book I could get my hands on from the youngest age that I can remember. And when I finally made it to college, which honestly, I don't know how I ever could have done that without becoming a parent, 
I just absorbed everything I learned. And it's like my whole world just opened up. My parents would not help me with the paperwork or the financial aid, either to denounce me and liberate me, say, hey, she's emancipated, which really sucked because my grandparents had raised me, but they had no legal guardianship over me. And my parents had never provided any financial support. All I wanted was to get a paper saying, this girl is independent financially. Consider her for financial aid. And it was crazy. I had moved out at 17 and I'd pretty much been paying all of my own bills since I was 14 or 15 years old, maybe other than, you know, the cost of the roof over my head and some of the food I ate when I was at home. I was going to school and I was working one and two jobs my entire high school career. I even paid my family's phone bill because my grandparents felt rough that I spent so much time on the phone when I was at home. So that was that. There was no school for me when I graduated high school. My high school counselor told me he would not help me apply to colleges. He said, girls like you don't go to college. They went, they go, you know, they work, they go to the gas station, the grocery store in town, and hopefully get married. And I was like, gross. <laughs> that doesn't sound like me. But because at that time, in order to get financial aid, and it's still true at most colleges, universities today, you have to have the financial information of your parents, I had hit a dead end. A year after I graduated high school, I went to my biological dad's house and I sat down with him and my stepmom. And that's an entirely different podcast, but I begged for him to sign this emancipation paper from the university, basically saying I didn't receive any support for him and that he had no obligation to pay financially for schooling. I you know, told him, explained to him my grandparents weren't willing to do that. Would he please do that so I could just go to college? Uh, it's it's all, just, all just so I could apply for financial aid. I couldn't imagine how I could work full-time, pay my own housing expenses, etc. that I had been doing um, already, and then go to college. But he refused. He said he had my little sister to consider. He needed to send her to school, and he wasn't willing to sign anything for me. And I kept telling him, listen, I don't want your money, anything. Just sign this paper saying I'm emancipated from financial support and let me apply for financial aid and go to school. And he still refused. I barely saw my dad growing up. He went something like four or five years without even so much as a phone call, a card, anything. Young, uh, She didn't show up to court. She was like a baby. And because she didn't go to court, my dad got legal guardianship of me. But that didn't really mean much because I ended up living with my grandparents a couple, couple of years later. Their guardianship was never made legal. And so here I am, 17, 18 years old, just wanting somebody to sign this paper to say, hey, she supports herself, college is on her. That didn't happen. It didn't happen that way. So I ended up getting married. And right after I got married, I ended up getting pregnant. And here I am now, a mom of an eight-month-old child who had been really sick from birth. He had some birth defects and some different things going on with him. I was in a terrible marriage and I didn't want to be in this situation forever without any option out. So I said, heck with it. I applied for college and financial aid, which I was now able to do because I was married and it was just mine, my and my husband's financial information that was on that. And I got in immediately to the university and I went to school. 
The decade of my life that followed was wild. It unraveled and unraveled all the child pain, the trauma, the imbalance in my life. But it was also very beautiful. I had children. I got an education. I got out of an abusive relationship. I got out of my church. And most importantly, I found myself. At one point, I was homeless with young children, but I never gave gave up on learning in whatever way I could and bettering myself and my life. And through this period of time, a lot of that had to do with connecting into spirituality, ideas about universal laws, about mindset, and the ability to create my reality to some degree with a consciousness of the things that I actually wanted based on how I was focusing my mindset. I went on to build a multi-million dollar business and coach thousands of women. And while my formal education in sociology became a background to my life, it was a foundation for every aspect of my life, and it still is. The thing I love about sociology is it really is about the understanding of every facet of human life and society from many, many disciplines and perspectives. What I wanted was to get out there and take that, that, that knowledge, that research, that understanding, those studies, that perspective, and apply it, apply the knowledge and the skills in a way to help other people the same way that I was able to help myself and get myself into a better life and a better situation. And that's how I ended up becoming an energy health expert. That's what I did. It's what I've been doing ever since. And I love it because Energy health encompasses so many aspects of it. Really, it's everything. It's every aspect of every facet of our life with the perspective of the fact that we have these real human physical lives and real experiences every day where we are juggling and balancing all of these hats and all of these roles and responsibilities as women and just trying to find the answers and solutions and information that's going to make our life little by bit, little by little, every bit, a little bit easier. So that's what I did. I left my uh, education at the university behind and I started working as an energy health coach and an energy health expert full time. And life is so imperfect in so many ways. And at the same time, full of constant opportunities to recalibrate, reconstruct and redevelop who you are and what life you want to live. I personally feel blessed each and every day for every moment of my journey. As Clint Eastwood's character Blondie would say, I grew up watching Westerns with my grandfather, uh, mostly in the background, but right, the good, the bad and the ugly. You too have had a life full of experience, trials, hardships, heartbreaks, letdowns, moments of feeling failure, and hopefully some moments of feeling on top of the world. My goal in this podcast is to show up weekly with knowledge and ideas that can help you in your life as a mother, as a friend, as a professional contributing to our world, as a partner, as a woman who simply needs to be heard, held, and loved. We don't always get what we need on a daily basis, but we can make small changes, if sometimes only in our thoughts, that become catalysts for greater change. The small ahas can sometimes lead to the big priceless moments we long for. I'm excited to be here in Modern Mania to help you along your journey, to show up for you, and to give you wonderful, wonderful information 
that I believe can really help support you in living the best version of you. I'm your host, Erica Dawn Page, and I'll see you back here next week as we talk about recalibration. What keeps you repeating the same old patterns in your life?